Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a new episode of the No Host Bar Crew. I'm your host, Dom, and as always, we are being sponsored by Dakota's Water. Now, it is the fall season. It might get a little bit chilly, but you still got to drink that water. Keep yourself hydrated at all times. So make sure you go to dakotaswater.com and go ahead and order some of the best water bottles online. 36 hours, hot, cold. Keep keep your water and also liquid containing to juices, liquor, anything else that you might like. Keeps it nice and cold for you. Or if you want it warm, keeps it nice and warm. We know about that. <laughs> so go ahead and use our promo code MINDS, which will be in all caps D O M I N I C K. Again, that's D-O-M-I-N-I-C-K in all caps and get 20% off on all the accessories. And we are the trio, the mini trio for tonight. So towards my left, he's in his 30, dirty 30s era, representing the X-Men of the crew. We call him the same OG because he sings, he raps, he motherfucking dances. And as always, you know, he's the older he gets, the more mature he has become. Yes, sir. What up, man? It's your boy, No ID, aka Major. Me and this bitch back out here in St. Jacob's, though, in this motherfucker in the gun mansion. The gun mansion, yes, yes. <laughs> so, to the left, we are recording at the infamous The Gun Mansion. The Gun Mansion. The Gun Mansion. Boop, 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 boop. But this, <laughs> this young man right here is the inspiration to all of us in the crew. The big baller, the shot caller, the 20-inch blade, on the Impala. We call him the sergeant of the crew, so he got to stand up and salute, representing Arkansas, countryman of the crew. The one, the only, yours truly. It's your boy, Gunny. <laughs> got the... Promo code DeLuthClothing.com. We're at 20 and 30 right now. We are at 30. 30% off. All good is on DeLuthClothing.com. Go ahead and get you some merch. Yes, yes. And the instru- instrumental we're playing is shout out to Slim Thug. Top drop. Top drop. From his classic album, Boss of All Bosses. Yeah, so yeah, so welcome to a new episode. And uh just wanna say, how's everybody doing? Good, good. Cool and man, cool cool and cool. As soon as you're talking about music, gotta check out that Michael album from uh Killer Mike. Yeah, that's what you think. Oh man, that shit does. I think I mean I ain't listened to too much rap, so I can't really sit up here and get what I'm about to say, but I think it's a hot ass album. I can't say a year or whatever. Yeah. Cause I ain't really Paying attention to all the music, but that's definitely some shit I fucks with. Yeah, I'll definitely shout out to Nas. He released uh, Magic Three, which will be the final installment of his, I would say, his now classic artist and producer team of him and Hit Boy. So, we Hit Boy, we appreciate you for bringing Nas back in a new way where he can still be. 
storytelling. Yeah. But have have beats that finally represent him in a way that it works. Yeah. Not I to was, say I not. Heard, I heard a handful of songs out yeah. there. It was cool. I was like, it's getting typical Nas like boom yeah. that shit, and it's just like, I'm not saying I didn't like it, but I just felt it's like as far as Nas goes, it's like I'm not gonna say predictable, but it's just like I expect this from Nas. Just like I'm listening to it, I'm like, okay, boom bam. I hear the bars. I hear the you know, and it's just like <laughs> Nas. This was like I don't know, bro. I guess it's like when I compare them to like like more recent storytellers like a J. Cole or a Kendrick or some shit, and I'm just looking like Nas's shit really just kind of stays in his box. Yeah. They don't really like like J. Cole could switch it up a couple of times, like switch up the the flow or the, the cadence of what he's saying, like yeah. um or like Kendrick and shit, like I can be and then like I just break it down like he could just switch up like Nas just be like mm, straight ahead. Yep. Be doing 65 the whole time. Don't change the speed. Don't slow down. Don't have to speed up. It just be like 65 the whole round. You're like, it's cool. But it's just like, damn. Get on the highway and do 95 one time. Or, you know what I'm saying? Get it get in the fast lane and do 30. Just cause. Just do some, just do some shit. This is like, yeah, yeah. I definitely feel you on that. But Just I, more versatility from Nas. It's like his beat selection with Hitboy, like you say, it gives him that versatility, like production-wise. But vocally or lyrically, I just want to Switch the gear or some shit like, like just a little bit. You don't yeah, gotta yeah. go crazy with it. You don't gotta do, you don't gotta do no mumble rap shit. You don't gotta do no Buster Rhymes type shit. You don't gotta do all that. Just like hit, you know, come out of the bag a little bit different. Like every other song or so, it was just like as soon as the beat start, this is the I'm like, all right, guys, you talking your shit. And it, yeah. just like, it just it felt repetitive. I'm not saying it was bad. But it just felt repetitive. Like, and then it's just like all the songs are giving this like it's got a newer sound, but it's just giving like the yeah. style. Yeah, I definitely feel that. At least I'll give uh, Hit Boy credit because if you listen to a uh, like if you didn't like the Magic uh, trilogy, you might want to go towards the Kings. Yeah, I gotta go back and listen to Magic Two and Magic because yeah. I'm like, shit, yeah. Magic Three was the trilogy. I'm like, man, yeah. wonder what the first ones would sound like when they first. It was, it was decent. It was just it was like leftover like, tracks. The chemistry together, yeah. like. Yeah. So by the third one, you would, so that's what I guess now. If that's what you're, if that's what you're saying, it's like the chemistry. I would assume by this point, like that's just like saying when Shaq and Kobe first season together versus they four. Oh, yeah, the chemistry is different. I know you. I know you're gonna cut. And, yeah, you know, cut to the basket. I'll throw you the oop, or you know, I'm gonna be on the wing. You could post up, kick it out to me. I'm gonna shoot it. Like I know you at this point. Yeah. So I figure like, okay, well we. We two other projects in. We on the third one, so it's like shit. We should be trying different shit because it is like, like okay, as a producer, like I feel as an artist and as a songwriter myself, the production is what pushes the artist to like get creative because the beat is doing so much different shit. Yeah. So it's like, like if you know your, if you know your, that's the thing. Like that's one of the difference when you're a, you're a niche rapper. Like you know your lane and you stay in it. Like you master your craft and you stay in that lane. Or like you're versatile and you can like do like like I said, J. Cole or Tory Lanez or some shit where you can switch up the flow three or four times in the same verse or whatever the fuck. So it's like, okay, because the beat doing it, like J.I.D. Yeah. on Dreamville, yeah. prime example. Like this boy switched his flow like two or three times in the same verse or the same song just because it's like his beats are just all over the place, like doing just all this crazy shit. You be like, damn, like 
but he be on point. Yeah. So it's like, that's, that's just what it is. Like, I feel like at this point, we three projects in, I feel like Hit Boys Beats should have been bringing Nas out of like a different bag at this point. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, the Magic, the magic Trilogy may not be a cup of tea. You might want to try King's Disease because King's Disease, he does try different stuff. If you listen to the first one, it was still like a little boom, boom, bam. But the second one was more of like a little modern trap style. So I'm gonna have to check that. And then three, just, three was like a mixture of the best, best of both worlds. Okay, see, I didn't really, okay. See, but like, what, what made what made three really special was Hit Boy's way of sampling different things. As me and Gunna know, like uh, Hit Boy sampled the five heartbeats and made a song out of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's like his sampling, the way he was sampling stuff, it was like, hmm, you made a sample out of that and you made a beat containing to that. Okay, I can fuck with that. Cool, cool, cool. But, uh, yeah, I definitely agree with you with that. But, yeah, but, uh, if it's not your cup of tea, that's cool. It's great. But if you're looking, looking for a good, solid, R&B album, I definitely recommend it. But what I would like to discuss before we get into our main topics is uh, Diddy. So, Diddy... His music or his personal? No, just his music because, you know, he just came out, finally came out with his uh, his album, uh, Off the Grind, his official R&B album, and actually listening to it. Is that what it's called? Off the Grind? Yeah. It's yeah, the Love album. The Love yeah, album, yeah. Off the Grind. And he just recently did a, an extended version, which is like the tracks that he did put out earlier that didn't make it on the final cut that he added back on there. So listening to it, I was highly impressed because one, Diddy was able to take the current music that we're listening to, but also, you know, try different things. Like he really pushed a lot of artists to really sing. And then also uh, gave it like this distinctive bad boy flavor. Me personally, I think the album would have been good without Diddy on. True. Like, I mean, just true. I definitely agree with you with that. Everything, yeah, that shit was dope. Even if Diddy didn't rap a verse on there, yeah, that album would have been dope. Yeah, but I was, good album. yeah, I was, I was highly impressed. The only thing I didn't like for it, for it to be twenty three tracks, the songs were so fucking short. They were. It was a couple of four or five minutes on yeah. but for the most part, they two, three minutes. Yeah. But I enjoyed it. Yeah, but I was like, I was highly impressed. It's like a really, really good R&B slash hip hop album. I was highly impressed. My favorite tracks is uh, Pick Up with Jaquise and Fabulous. Uh, you have another another one with uh, The Weeknd, which he proclaimed this will be his last time doing features. Yes. Yeah. He had the dream in there on the first track, which was good. Uh, definitely, I like him. I like uh, dream back I heard shit from him yeah. a long time. I also He's like producing everybody's shit. Yeah. He'd be writing everybody. That'd be the thing. Though. I was just telling somebody about this the other day. Me and uh, one of my homeboys, we was talking about Justin Timberlake and shit. And I was like, that's the thing about like those. Shout out players. to him for bringing back NSYNC for uh, because, the video music yeah. awards. I said, <laughs> that's the thing about like motherfuckers like Neo, Justin Timberlake, and the Dream. I said, even once they solo shit or once they music career, like them dropping their own individual music, like toned down, they never left the scene. They just went behind the curtain. Yeah. I said, all the songs that you hear from your popular artists right now, or productions that are coming from your popular artists right now are coming from Justin Timberlake, 
motherfucking Neo, Dream. And Dream. Like, those three niggas are making all your R&B people right now. Especially uh, the Dream, because... Dream done wrote so many motherfucking people shit. He didn't wrote so much of Beyonce say, shit. Yeah. It's like it's fucking crazy. It's just Get like, money off of that but shit. He was always a songwriter before. Yeah. Yeah. Music. Like, it's just. It's just he he knew how to work with the right people. Like him and Beyonce. Yeah, but see, like they do it behind the scenes, like like DJ Khaled on the other yeah. end. He like I want to be in the mix as well as behind the scene. I'm producing the shit. Or da, da 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 but I'm also like in the mix. That's why he featured himself on all his own shit. And all he doing is just ad libs and fucking talking and shit. But it's his shit. Oh yeah. But he got an ear. He has an ear sonically for like putting the right voices on. Like every time this motherfucker have like a bunch of at least two or more features. Yes, like every time this nigga got at least two or more features, bro, the song is pretty good. Yeah, same thing with a same same. Yeah, same thing with Diddy. That would like to add with that. Like same thing with Diddy. Like. Like Dylan was saying, he didn't have to rap on there, but he just Diddy has a solid ear of putting the right songs with the right artists, and then pushing them to their limits. Like the bet one, like like I was saying, like pick up with Jaquez and Fabulous. I wasn't the biggest fan of Jaquez, but then like I was like, oh, he's actually really, really, really singing. And then uh, if you have the regular album version, you have her on there. And she, yes, that's the one. Of, that's probably the best track. All the tracks are good, but that's probably the best track on there. My that's the best track, but my other personal favorite is him working with uh, Mary J. Blige, song called "I Like," where they sample a uh, "Goodbye Love." And if you really listen to it, it samples it, the same drum track. It's the same thing that was on her classic album "My Life." There's a song called uh, uh, "Don't Go." And then, like that little inch, that little vamp at the end, like you got my heart. That's the same. That's the same part. <laughs> I heard she brought a new album, like the Breakthrough Two. The Breakthrough Two? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I never heard. Of, I haven't heard about it or anything. Uh, it was a Facebook post. Somebody posted saying like that first CD they bought, the last CD they bought. The first one was the Breakthrough by Mary J. Blige, and the second was Breakthrough Two by Mary J. Blige. It was like this year or something. Uh, the only thing that I know that uh, that's been out from her is a uh, Good Morning Gorgeous. So maybe that could be it. But yeah, I'm unaware. When I saw that, yeah. I was like, damn, I know she brought out another one. Yeah. But as always, you know, we definitely recommend that album. But we gotta do what we do best. So let's do it. Oh shit! Here we go again. So, uh, last week we talked about Jeezy and his uh, probably soon to be ex wife, Jeannie Mae, they're getting yeah, a divorce. Yeah, he was outside. Yeah. <laughs> he outside like a motherfucker. He probably shit, man. Yeah, so there's new information that's showing up the reason why he's divorcing Jeannie. And it's basically based upon their different views of family values and everything else. And I wanted to pass it t- towards Gunner because, you know, you're in the process of getting married and stuff. And I wanted to know from your perspective, like, from you getting ready to be married and stuff, how, what's, what, uh, what is it so important about the family values? Because I know y'all got to compromise, but also come together as one when it comes to that. And is that a deal breaker for you? Yes. Because to me, that's, that's all a part of the the dating process. When dating someone, 
those are things that you find out about yeah. that person or their morals, their, their family values, especially if those are things like that you value yourself. Like, let's say dealing with kids or whatever. Yeah. Like being in a relationship, being married, being with this person, kids is going to come up. How are we going to raise this kid? What do you believe in? What are your morals? Because all of those things are going to come up when, let's say, the kid arrives. So, in that dating process, those are the questions you ask. Like, what are your views on discipline? What are your views on structure? Yeah. Like, me personally, like, I don't come from a, a structural family, like, where everybody helped everybody. So me, like, I, I had nobody to rely on. Yeah. So it was always, I got to get it done. It wasn't, a, oh, my mom going to help me. My dad going to help me. My grandma going to help me. My grandpa, I didn't have that kind of support. Let me, let me add, not to interrupt, but let me uh, add that on to that. Did you feel, was that a, do you feel that was a good thing for your characteristic? Or do you feel yeah. it was a uh, bad thing? So, only thing I could do is take forward in my life experiences or whatever yeah and it was all based off of my upbringing my upbringing because i didn't have that support made me go out and get it and i look at me now yeah a lot of people could say i'm successful <laughs> you know, in a good place. me i honestly talk about it with her and other family members like my pops or whatever maybe i could have been better if i had family support Maybe I could have been worse because I was lazy because I had family support. You don't really know, but my experiences of my life coming up and where I'm at now, I'm not mad. Hmm. So like my old lady, she comes from a, a family of support. I'm sorry, that's the, that's your uh, theme song. And Same old shit, just a different day. I hear trying to get it. <laughs> that she has that family support. Well, it does sometimes. Like. Why are you so dependent on your parents for help? Yeah. Why are you relying on them? Like, no, you should be independent. Get it for yourself. Hustle, 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 hard. Hustle, hustle, hustle. And even with that being said, like, to me that shows, like, I ain't had that reliability. It teaches you how to, how to grind. Yeah. Like you ain't got that support, it teaches you how to go out and get it. Yes. And I played some video before on the on the show, on a podcast. Uh hard times create strong people. It was said men, but I'm gonna just generalize it. Yeah. Hard times create strong people. Strong people create easy times. Easy times create weak people. So if you got an easy life, you're weak. You're in a weak time because you're depending on somebody. I had hard times, so it made me a strong person. I'm dealing with a woman who had easy times. I'm not gonna say she's weak, but she's not strong like me because she didn't have my upbringing. She had help. I yeah. didn't. So, other words, like she got the, she, you got the sauce, but she hasn't got the sauce yet. She just got the juice. And, and, and I'm fine with it as yeah. long as she's able to identify that about each other, about ourselves. And use that to our benefit to grow. Like where I'm weak at, she's strong at. Where she's strong at, I'm weak at. Like she's good with money. 
Because I won't say she came from money, but yeah. she had that financial uh, safety net. Yes, I did. So I was never taught how to use my money. I just go out and get it, spend my money how I need to spend it. She was taught how to save, how to uh, to to look for the cheaper deal type shit. Penny pitch. Me, I'm a, if this is what I want, I'm going to get it. That's right. That's how I was. But I was taught both. Yeah. It's like, in the times you have to pinch, pinch. But when you got it, go for what you want. And my biggest thing, like, I get pinching. Let, let's pinch on certain things. Um, like grocery shopping, going out to eat. Sometimes, like, like we go on vacation. This is what we work hard for. We didn't work hard all year for this vacation. This is the vacation we ain't finna penny pitch. We finna enjoy our lives. Yeah, that bottle costs $100. Get the bottle. We out here on vacation and enjoy ourselves. When we get back to work off our vacation, we get back to penny pitching, rebuild that savings back up or whatever it may be. Um, but like all those morals, those things, you have to identify with that person in that dating process. And identify it in that person, that person identified in you. Y'all have those discussions and make sure that the differences that y'all have, it isn't a roadblock or obstacle, it's more of a, like a relay race. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna run it this so so far, we get to this spot, this ain't my strong point, I'm past that the time you, you take, you run it. Now, you get past that's that. Good, that's a good marathon, I like that. It's a marathon. Yeah, so, yeah, but it's like, you know, even though you're having a marathon, it's, it's all about, and about the pace. The, the pace, that's all. And it's like, rushing to get to the finish line, you wanna run, That you wanted to do, that you never got to do. If I want to buy a solid gold, not that. It's just like me personally. I like to travel. And I like to eat out. Yeah. So if like I, I want to eat tiger, nigga, we had the tiger tonight. Like this is this <laughs> restaurant in Vegas that serves like this gold steak or whatever. Oh yeah, I heard about that. So like, let's say retirement come and I see something like that. Oh, this restaurant offers this. Like damn, I want to try that. Damn, it's in Vegas. I'm not working. Yeah. It's like being retired. Hey, we're gonna catch a flight to Vegas this weekend. But I need her, because she's still gonna be working. And I'm trying to get her to the point of preparing for retirement. Like she also dealing with an older nigga. Like I'm five years older than my, my old lady. So I'm that much more ahead of her uh uh career-wise. Yeah. So hey look, I'm retiring at 12. 12, once I'm done, I'm done, and I'm gonna enjoy my life. Because one, ain't no telling how long I'm gonna live. So I retire at 50. I could die at 55. I could die at 52. I might live a little 70, make it to 70. 
But from the time I retire, I'm going to do the things that I want to do. I can't do the things that I want to do because I'm obligated to a job or whatever. And I'm trying to get her to that point like, hey, put more money to your, your pension or whatever. So when it's time to retire, we can go. Only I can work. Like she's a nurse. So I told her, the only thing I can do that would help on both ends with traveling and you still working is she went into traveling nursing. Yeah. And I just travel with her. Yeah. That way I still get to travel, she still gets to work, and it's still a, it's a, a middle ground. Yeah. But all of that is part of the, the dating process that, that before you get married. Because, and don't get me wrong, dealing with another person, you're not going to, that person's not going to be perfect in a sense. They're not going to be what you want 100%. It's gonna take work and effort, and that's where you, that conversation comes. See, like, okay, this is who I am. This is who you are. What is our our goal? Can we work together to get to those goals? And that answer is yes, and we straight. But that's the conversation. Cause I don't know Jeezy's uh, situation. Like you said, the, the family values. Yeah, that's something that should have been discussed before marriage. True, true. Now I'm saying being married, there's there's still divorces and shit. Certain things come up. And um, that's just, it's all to me communication and willing to work through. Yeah. So like, Jesus for example, I don't know specifically what the family value is, but her family value is different than his. Yeah. That's a conversation I need to have. And if it's that important to him, she needs to decide, A, okay, I understand how important it is for you and I will, do what I can to make that work. Or B, no, that's too much for me, I can't do it. Yeah. Because if you can't do it, it's no sense in faking the phone. Because it's just going to ruin anyway. Yeah. So do you feel like, do you feel divorce is the best option? Do you feel they need to go ahead and try to work it out? Because so, they did take those vows. So that, that part, I, I, I don't know the relation. Maybe they yeah. already tried to work it out. Maybe they had that conversation and she was like, no matter what, I'm not going to be that person. So at that point, yes, divorce. Yeah. But like that's something that should have been discussed before marriage. The celebrity lifestyle is a lot different. Yeah. Like I would like to see a statistic between celebrity marriages is, and divorces yeah. versus normal people marriage and divorces to see which rate is higher for divorce. Because yeah. I would think theirs is because their lifestyle is so much different. Yeah. They might don't have the time to actually date each other. They have the time to like woo each other. Like, hey, I'm on the road, I'm busy, I'm gonna send you some flowers. I'm gonna fly you out here to where I'm at. That's that wound stage. But that's not dating. You're not sitting there having those conversations. You're just trying to get that person to like you, to be with you, not see who you are and what you're about. Yeah, so because of that, do you feel, are you happy that when the pandemic hit, that was a good thing for relationships because it made you sit down and actually I'm not fair. But I'm just saying I'm just saying in general when it came to relationships. Cause as no, you know because I think it might have ruined some people. Because nope. some people go to work to escape their house. True. So when that pandemic happened and it forced certain people to work from home, now you're around your spouse hundred percent of the time. And people some people learn like, I don't like this person. Yeah. And they're like, fuck it, this divorce. So I mean, I do think it brought a level of light to certain relationships. Yeah. I wouldn't say it was a good light or a bad light. It just depends on each situation. I just don't like the pandemic because I think it made a lot of people lazy. Mm. 
definitely did. Definitely did. COVID got motherfuckers looking at work like it's option. <laughs> like it's got motherfuckers throwing away their professional integrity. It's got motherfuckers who look at jobs like, fuck this shit, I'll grab another. And not even just that. Oh, like the ladies <laughs> still having to get up, get dressed, go travel to work yeah. versus, oh, I just gotta wake up and go in the other room and get on the computer. Yeah. Work from home. Amazing. So now we, the pandemic over with, now you gotta go to work. Everybody like, oh, fuck, I don't wanna go to work. I don't wanna work. Like, it made you lazy to think that you could just sit at home and make money. Not saying that you can't. But overall, there are jobs that you need to go out and work. You need to be there on time. You need yes, to do that. Yes, yes, yes. integrity, like your work ethic, like your COVID definitely killed. Like, yes. It's like it did a it did a double edged sword thing. It made people realize they value as a as a person and like okay, like this job requires the human element, and in order for that to do that, you need motivated, passionate workers to come do this job. Like. You can have a motherfucker who don't give a fuck about the job doing the job, but you're not going to get that job done as efficiently as a motherfucker who respect the job. Like, I go into my job, and I do my motherfucking job because it's my motherfucking job is what I got hired for. Yeah. Motherfuckers come in there and treat the job like the job has to work for them. No, the fuck it don't. They could have hired somebody else. Yeah. So treat it with the respect that it deserves. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. So like, even with that, I, I go back to that, that saying I said before. Right now, that, that pandemic created easy times, yeah. which created weak people. Ooh. So now the pandemic. Repeat that again. Where we go? That pandemic created easy times, which created weak people. Wow. Right. Write that down. So now these weak people, <laughs> the pandemic over with, they don't know how to be strong people. So it's about to create hard times, and that hard times mm. is going to create these strong people again. It just ain't happened yet. But it's going to happen. But shout out to the motherfuckers who stay strong the whole time. Shit. Yeah, shout out to. They ain't got to worry about that. Shit. You know what? Shout out to all the blue collar workers that really bust their ass out here doing uh, pandemic, delivering packages, or taking care of you know people that was sick, or you know taking care of people you know that was in jail and stuff. Even though they might be bullshitting, you know, got still got to be six feet from them. But it's like you still went out of your way to make sure. You do, you, you, do, you, do your, you do your job the best the best to this your ability. Like, and we was just talking about this on the way over here. Like, yeah. There was that, that interview that 50 Cent said. He was like, shit like depression and all that shit is a luxury. Like, when you know you got shit out here you got to do, you don't have the luxury of just sitting around feeling sorry for yourself or sitting around moping about shit. Like, it's niggas who don't got that luxury because they got to get up. They got shit to handle. The bills still got to get paid. The kids still got to get to school. Like all of this shit, like you still gotta pay for this, like this shit you gotta do, like responsibilities, like killing it tonight. We killing it. That's the big thing. I have a conversation with them all, baby. Uh, and it, it, I'm probably using the way you just said it because when situations arise, like I've said it to a couple times, stop bringing me problems. Like I don't have the luxury of depression and all this other shit. I gotta go out and get it. Yeah. Like I understand. Like and I'm looking at certain shit. Like at times I can't sit back. And, 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 and I don't say mope, but like mope around on my feelings or what's going wrong. That's I gotta pay that shit. I gotta yeah, that shit's not gonna pay the bills. My old lady a little different. She wanna sit around and talk about things, figure out sitting in feelings, and it's like, no, what's the solution? But like our upbringing is, is different. Like she yeah. was allowed that luxury to be depressed and unhappy and shit like that. I seen I'm, I wasn't in a single parent household. Not saying my dad wasn't like in my life, but just being raised in a single parent household, seeing like the struggles that come with the I'm busting my ass and shit still ain't what I wanted to be, so we gotta do certain shit this way, like or you know what I'm saying, certain shit gotta come out this way. But it's two things that my mom always taught me. She was like, 
it's two things as a motherfucking adult that you're always gonna make sure like your rent is motherfucking paid yep. and your bills is paid. Yeah. Other than that, any like you know what I'm saying your response like once your bills and shit is paid, like car note or car insurance, like, all that shit, like once your bills are paid, nigga, if you broke, nigga, that's fine. At least you have your necessities taken care of so you can carry on and continue to like you can like that shit you'll come out of that shit at some point. But at least you still got a roof over your head. At least you still got you're still able to get to work and do this shit. Like that's that's why it's like, bro, like I don't like yeah, I got you got people at the job who don't wanna be there, but shit, I got shit that I have to do. I got two like for the people who got kids, like I was telling Don and whoever, like nigga, I got kids. Yeah. These kids ain't finna raise their fucking self. These kids not finna go to Walmart and buy their own school supplies or do that. Like they not finna do that. So it's like you have to provide and make this way and it's like shit, that was your decision to do that. So it's like you gotta So you gotta like you gotta like you say, do what you gotta do, bro. And that's a lot in life talking. Like I live we on the road tonight, fellas. <laughs> say that shit on the chin. Yeah, I know. I live in a single parent household. On both sides. I live with my mom, single parent, I live, live with my dad, single parent. Two different upbringings. My mom, she we constantly had bills being lights cut off, water cut off, cable cut off. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because Using she, the stove for a heater. Like, niggas don't really know that shit, bro. Niggas don't know that shit, bro. And that shit was uncomfortable for me as a kid. When Leaving I saw the stove her, open to heat the crib up. Like, bro, what? She'd get paid and go buy some shit, like some DVDs or some furniture, or some, some bullshit, something that we didn't need. At the national you know, we're getting a, a disconnect notice. And that taught me, like, okay, pay my bills first. Yes. So since I've been yes. home, I pay my bills first. And I wasn't good on savings. Like, because in my mind, like, my life lesson with my mom, she wasn't paying bills first. So me, I pay my bills first. That way, at least I got a roof over my head. Everything's covered. That's and, how it's supposed to be. But then after that, anything else I had extra, I splurged. I went and bought whatever I wanted, did whatever I wanted. I don't have the yeah, I, I literally just said that, bro. I was like, I could be better with my money management, but I said, as long as I know that I'm working and the money coming back, bro, like, I'm still gonna trick myself and do yeah. something for myself. But yeah. at this point, too, like me having this house, I got some money in the bank. The money in the bank. The money, money. in the bank. Money is another thing for me to go splurge. I can go buy some shoes. I can buy yeah. what I want to do right now. But having this house and the responsibility of owning this house, the money in the bank to me ain't enough. Like, oh shit, I'm broke. I can't spend no money. Yeah. But the old me before this house, that money in the bank, hey, we're going out this weekend. Let's go do some shit. Yeah. Once you grow in life and experience different parts of life, you mature. You have you're gonna learn the well, some people will. I about to say well, hopefully you yeah. learn and adapt from it. And I've always known I was poor with my money in a sense of saving. But now having this bit of a responsibility. Mm-hmm. Nobody sure still told me it's like fuck. I gotta save, mm-hmm. and that's all I've been. Ain't nobody said it to me. It's just me. Learning it's just once you realize you want certain things in life, you're like, okay, in order to maintain certain shit, has to. And I had a conversation with one of my buddies who was also a marine. We have twelve in the Marine Corps. Twelve okay. leadership traits, but one of the traits that I carry to this day: know yourself and seek self improvement. A lot of people they may know who they are. But they don't see a problem in who they are. Like, I know I'm bad with money, but I want to do better. Some people can say, oh, I know I got an attitude problem. If you can't deal with that, then fuck you. That's wrong. If you know your attitude problem is wrong, you should be trying to work on your attitude. There we go. People just, they want to accept 
who they are and not see flaws in who they are. And I see that a lot, a lot of people can't take constructive criticism. Where you sit up here and say, hey, you know, you, you fucked up, this, that, another, blah, blah. Yeah. Don't you talk to me? Like, nah, okay, so you just, all that went through the window, out the one ear and one ear. You ain't listening. You ain't receiving it with a, with a, with the mindset of trying to grow from it. Like, that's exactly. a, that's you a, listening to respond. You ain't listening to like, yeah. I yeah. use my, my cousin, because I talk about him, I used to talk about him a lot on the podcast. But Lupe, <laughs> perfect example to me. He seen me come up. From kid to manhood, and he see how I do, how I move. So when I give him advice, like, hey, bro, don't do that, you should do this, and the motherfucker does exactly the opposite, I don't know what the fuck you doing. And then at the end of the day, it'll blow up in his face, and he's like, yeah, you were right. Some people can't take advice. Oh, well. No matter how much you preach to them, no matter, they can see you go through the mud, walk this path, and fall into a, a, a Sinkhole, make it out of it, and be like, "Damn, bro, you made it through it." And then motherfucker going the same thing. Hey, hey, stop! Don't go that way. Go this way. Then, hey, fuck you! I'm gonna do what I want to do. You forcing yourself to struggle when you don't have to. Like people can't take constructive criticism. Like if somebody care about you. Like I don't take advice from everybody, but if somebody who I know cares about me and is telling me what I'm moving, how I'm moving is wrong, and to do it another way. They obviously know better than I do, so, so I listen to that. So, so I go from personal. I, I, I'll yeah. it quick. I go from personal experience, like when y'all was giving me advice. Yeah, that's I was about to uh, put yeah, it out there. So, so it's yeah. just like, yeah, like I probably should have listened to y'all, but at the same time, I'm gonna say right now, I'm not gonna say I'm glad I didn't, but the lessons in not listening to y'all have amounted more because it's like, damn, Some this is probably this is shit. This is shit I probably would not have caught on to later. Probably in a situation where I probably wanted to keep. But I probably would have made those mistakes then. But I'm gonna say this. Yeah. A lot of lessons are better learned the hard way. That is true. And it's very I learned a lot and of it lessons. Sucks. The hard it way. sucks. It sucks. Like but let's say I learned that lesson the hard way. And I learned the hard way how much it hurts. Because I care about you. I don't want to see you go through that hard way. Yeah. Hey bro, don't do that. Do yeah, it no, this. Thanks. Do it this way. Because I did that. And I it hurt. It it was a lot. Yep. I don't want to see you do that. I'm helping you. I'm trying to give you that game. But it yeah. all just depends on where they mental is at as far as like... So for me, I wasn't there mentally. So it's like, I hear y'all, but it just it's coming off like big brothers and dads like dropping a lecture. So it's like, so damn, when it happened, you were like, damn. Because every time me and Michael Stein have a kind of like when I told him about like, he was like, bro, I told you with your last situation, bro, you shouldn't have jumped into that situation. When you first told me how you came across that situation, I told you don't go that way. And, and so, I was like, well, bro, and then got to explain it to him, and it was just like, a, well, bro, I was right. And I was like, yeah, you was, but that situation right there didn't taught me so much in the last three years of my life that I didn't probably, I probably would have missed a lot of those things. But see, that to me, me personally, I call that being a selfish person. Not saying you're selfish, but in a general sense, uh, somebody who cares about you, yeah. trying to give you the game, Teach me the you game, ghost. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, yep. if Dom sat up here and said, hey, brother, don't go over there and grab that cactus. That shit's going to hurt, this, that, and other. I trust him enough to know not to fucking go grab that cactus. Mm. At this point, I'm putting my personal shit aside. I'm putting some, some uh, trust in him because he's been down that road like... Buying a house, C- 
credit. Shit that you, we probably don't know shit about. But when that person who is a specialist in that, let's say credit or realtor, mortgage person, mm -hmm. you're going to go seek advice from them because they know how to maneuver through that, that, that part. Mm -hmm. So like, hey, I'm trying to buy a house or uh, I'm trying to build my credit. Am I going to do what I want to do? Or am I going to listen to the person who knows about that? I'm going to listen to the person who knows about it because I'm not trying to fuck it up. I'm actually trying to do better. So, gonna, so with that, uh, you more, as you say, with trust. And you're pulling aside your ego and your pride. Now, no idea when it came to you and stuff. It was did you, no, no, let me ask you this. Did, was it when, when we gave you advice, did you truly trust us? Or was it more of your ego and your pride kicking in? It was more of just like my immaturity and just. Was, oh, ooh, that's exactly what I was going to say. Immature. Not, not just you, just. No, no, no. Look, ooh. see, that's the thing of like getting older. You you really have to. I was. Damn, that's why I said, bro, it's crazy. Yeah. Too. I literally was just saying all this shit on the way over here. Like, if you really want to mature and grow, you have to do that behind the scenes work. Like, you really got to sit and be like, where did I fuck up? What yeah. didn't. What I did or didn't do. And you have to ask those uncomfortable questions. You're like, bro, like I said, I wasn't perfect. But I know for a fact I didn't do A, B, C, but I know I could have done X, Y, and Z better. So it's like when I was receiving that information in, it was the immaturity to be like, like I said, like they know better or like they know best. Because it's like, shit, if I'm, if I'm talking to a person, if I'm getting relationship advice or parental advice from a person who hasn't seen their kid in 20 years or they've been through three marriages, it's like, well, what the fuck are you really telling me? It's like the, the value of the advice is like, is it still valid? You see what I'm saying? So it's like listening to everybody who's either had relationship advice or parental advice is just like, okay, well, where's your relationship at with the situation that you're giving me advice on? Is it in a place that the information would come off as, but as credible? I mean, and it would, but that was just the immaturity in me just being like, okay, if I listen to other people and make these decisions, like the outcome, see, the thing about me as a person is like when it comes to like outcomes of situations, like, if I can't really see the outcome of what it might be, I'd be nervous to take that risk and, like, step out and be like, all right, well, what happened when I step outside and the wind blowing? Is like, am I get cold? I don't know. I can't see it that far, so I'm not going to take that chance. But with, like, that, but, but with that also consist of the ego and your pride? Or just yeah, not really or, or just that the, risk? Or just, I ain't going to say it's ego and pride. I just say it's just... I would just say oh, it's just the, scared of taking the, um, the risk. Yeah, it's just the unwillingness or the like the the timidness or like they said the immaturity of just not making the decision at all. Like you'd be like, well, you thinking making no decision is like it's a decision, but it's like not making a decision at all is like one of the worst decisions you can do. It's either do it or don't, but not doing nothing is like it's gonna shoot. It's gonna fuck you up way worse. There's a video I saw. I don't know if you seen it, posted it. But it made a lot of sense to me. I, don't, I can't remember if I saved it or not. But the guy was talking about friends or whatever. Yeah. Like you should change friends. Like your day one friends or the ones that came up with you through like your situation, your environment. Yeah. Those are the friends when you look back. Hey, you remember the time? You remember the time? Those are the friends. Like I got those friends. I don't really fuck with them no more because now my second choice of friends. Through my growth, or friends that I choose to have, ah, to choose yeah. 
for my broken life. Yeah. Like my friends that I had back when I was young, yeah. were friends through the environment that I knew from the area, yeah. we were going through the same shit. Now that I'm older, Everybody friends, all my friends are six figure friends. Like all them niggas are six figure people, or you know, what I'm saying, thinking about retirement. And that's where I'm at. Like I'm, I, I didn't made it out the mud. You got to find people that but, match your lifestyle. Y'all on the same vibrations. Yes, and even at that, I want like I, I'm doing good for myself, but I want to do better. Like I want to, I, I want to have some business in my name. I want another income. And with that, I'm trying to find those friends, those people that are doing said things that I can learn from, which in turn goes to my maturity to know where I'm at, know myself, to know where I'm at and where I'm trying to get to. Because yeah. if I get around those said friends that got businesses and extra incomes, if they say, hey, don't do this, do that, I'm going to listen because they're got something, they got some knowledge that I don't know and they're where I'm trying to be. Yeah. So I'm gonna listen to the person Who's been there, done it? Because I know myself, and I want to do better. Mm, mm. And that's just like I say, it's all about maturity and knowing yourself, and then having the the strength to put in the labor. Because some people are just lazy, don't want to put in the labor. If a person say, "Hey, you got to go pass out flyers, this, that, and other, this to get your name up, people know who you are, to get this going," if you ain't strong enough to do it. Then that's not gonna happen. Yeah, like, 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 like when Diddy was like, yeah. man, I get up at six in the morning and I go door to door. Like, like I, on the days when I used to be a paper boy, and I go tell motherfuckers about like the new lick, the new liquor that he's trying to push and shit after he yeah. got kicked from Ciroc. And it's just like, oh, you got kicked from Ciroc? I know that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the reason, the reason why because the the uh, the percentage the yeah the, no the, the percentage that he was going to get wasn't be good enough because he wanted to have owner ownership of it it was like no so yeah. because of that that inspired him to be more of an owner and then inspired him to be also, uh, so also that, I'm gonna use that as a perfect example yeah but also because uh, Diddy was I got successful before Syrah yeah right and he went into Syrah and he was trying to progress yeah. And, and they told him, no, you can't have ownership. So now he's trying to get a different route to where he can have ownership. So now I'm coming to Diddy like, hey, help me. Yeah. Or I'm going to see, yeah, man, I'm trying to get ownership of this. He said, hey, look, young fella, sit down. This is what you need to do. I'm going to take heed to everything that he tells me because he went through it and he made it through it. That's what I, I'm going to listen to yeah. what you say. More of a mentor so, for you. But on the same on the same side of that, that he wanted partnership. It's like Ciroc as a business was like, bro, we paying for Diddy, the bad boy, the the man with beautiful women on his arm, and it's like your quality of women ain't like Ciroc women. Like at first you had J Lo's and Cassies, and now you popping off with Carishas and sexy rays. These little ratchet, these little ratchet pops. But they like follow whatever he do though. Yeah. If he popping bottles of rock, they gonna have some rock. They gonna do it. Yeah, but it's like if you sit here telling us you spending hard-earned rock money just to, for a woman who says in her music, I just like finessing niggas out their money and letting them spend bags on me and whatever. But if whatever. she popping bottles of rock in the music videos or whatever, it's still promotion. Yeah. Endorsements. But it's, it's, I guess they was looking at it from like a marketing standpoint. No, I get it. I mean, I get you know, you're not coming off as the Ciroc boy of old when you was just like, you had the bad, like you got exotical bitches. Like you just like, you just have like, this little ranching piece yeah. now, and it's like, yeah, but you also got Diddy. Diddy yeah. was never just like a, yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Even though, like, 
It's like you can take the girl out the hood type shit, but you can't take the hood out the girls. I get, like, I, I, I get what you're saying, but you have to think about it. As a business person, when you become a brand, you are the fucking brand, period. So anything that you put your name on, you endorse it, you you go out there and you you I'm know saying, well, support it, everything else. Air? Yes, yes. You saw it? Yeah. Air? You saw air. The story about Jordan, uh, Jordan when he signed a deal with Nike. So Not one sure. of the things that Jordan was pushing at the time frame was to receive money from the sales of his shoes. He wanted a percentage. Back then, they weren't doing that. And look at them now. And he stood on it. And Nike decided to do it. And with now that, this motherfucker don't know how to. 1.3 million he, every. And <laughs> this motherfucker that, don't know he, how to. Yeah. He got that. And moving forward, he got because of that moving. The guy that was helping him, he helped all the other professional people to where now college people get paid. That same person that was working with Michael back then got college people paid to this day. For that shit. And then also, I also think about it. If it wasn't for Jordan's. Uh, endorsement with Nike and taking it to where it, where it is right now. Barkley wouldn't be a day ad. Patrick Ewing, fucking Pippen, anything worth achieving. Fucking LeBron, fucking Kobe, okay. shit. Yeah. If it's some shit that's easy, then you probably yeah. shouldn't be doing it. Right? Yeah. So, so sometimes you have to put in that hard work. And, and that's what we're at lazy times right now. It's yeah. People yeah. who ain't trying to put in work to get what they want. Yeah, like it's, it's easy to yeah. call it's easy to call off work. Yeah. It's hard to work for extra shifts on yes. top of your regular shit. And shifts. get that overtime. And trust yeah. me, me and like it's all easy. of us, we know it's about easy. that shit. Like it's easy working to, overtime. It's shit. easy to fuck hoes. It's hard to sit yeah. on the couch with your significant other and talk about the shit that's been killing y'all for the last six months. Like, Ooh, those are like, like, We are like, fucking like, killing it tonight. God damn. But that just You just gotta the, the harder shit is usually, like you said, the shit that you'll appreciate more down the road. Yeah. And, and it's more valuable in the end. But also, I go into people with that, too. Because men and women, two different things. I mean, two different people, entities. As a man, we want women. Yeah. Women, they want something. I can't really say what they want because a lot of women, they say you ask 100 women what they want, you'll get 100 different answers. You can ask 100 men what they want, you're probably going to get 90 of the same answers. Men, we know what we want. We want women. These women want something from men, exactly what it is. I don't know if it's the attention, dick, whatever it may be. Nah, ain't none of that. It's more of being taken care of because I get up. So that too. So with it being said, nah, because people, nah, it ain't that. Because we could go into the next topic with this. We go. Nah, I got it. We go. We go. We go. We gonna say that. We gonna say that. Yeah, we got it. I got it. I'm gonna go through me like my buddy Isaiah, and I think Lupe too. Shout out to you, Isaiah. I haven't heard from you in a minute, but shout hey, out to you, bro. He called me the other day. I called him back here and now. But either way, he used to get at me like, man, why you ain't hollering that old girl? And my answer was, I did. I talked to her. I found out that she was lazy. She don't want to work. She ain't got no car. She live at home with her parents. Mm. That's not somebody I'm trying to stick my dick in. Like, my dick is higher value than who she is. But it's that same. Hold on. Repeat that again. Repeat that again. My dick is higher value than what she is. I'm out here grinding. Followers, write that shit down. <laughs> I'm out here grinding, trying to make a living, do shit good. And for me to turn around and fuck a bitch who ain't doing shit, and that'll fuck around and live off of me, you ain't worth my dick. You ain't worth my time, effort, energy. Got the game fucked up. 
So like that's why, like, why I say you gotta talk to females and see where they at. Yeah, she got a fat ass. Yeah, she might be the cutest bitch on the block. But if she ain't doing shit with herself and you trying to do shit, she ain't the one for you. Woo! Hey Gunner, I need you to repeat that one more time for the followers. Let them know, man. Cause you on you you killing it tonight. You was killing it tonight. <laughs> like you can look at the baddest bitch on the block and you can have a chance of her. But if she ain't trying to do shit for herself and you are, leave that bitch alone because she ain't gonna do nothing but bring you down. She gonna drain your pockets. She gonna hurt you. All you gotta do, cause she gonna leave you for the next motherfucker. I'm about to say, it'd be yeah. the same women that be like, but it'd be the same women, those same type of women who look down on niggas like, ah, oh, bro, you still stay with your moms or you don't have, like, I got my own everything, car, crib, whatever, and you don't got your own everything. I'm like, but how are you maintaining that? Henceforth, TLC, no scrubs. But no, one movie I like, I, I watched it, I liked it, I hated it, like at the same time. Taraji P. Henson, it was a Tyler, I think it was Tip We talking about Acrimony? Acrimony. Like, she invested in this nigga, and he had dreams. He was trying to get his shit out off the ground. And then she left because she couldn't do it no more, got with the next bitch and popped. And he blew up. And he still... He broke her off. Yes. And it still he wasn't go, enough for her. Here go, here go the check for everything yeah. that you invested. Still wasn't enough for her. Nah, bro, because you're giving this... It was just like, you're giving this bitch the lifestyle. I, you but promised me. At the same time, she was a woman that... Was dating him from back then, like I say, your day yeah. one friends. That was a day one girl. He met a bitch that actually believed in him and promoted him, and he got to her, and he got to where he was trying to be. She wasn't trying Doing, to do that. Yeah. She, was she wanted. She him. wanted the lifestyle. She was. But she didn't want to put the uh. She was funding him though. Who? The wife. The, the wife. Taraji. Yeah. She was funding him though. True. True. But she didn't put in enough work compared to the other woman. She supported him. It was more of like True. an emotional type of situation. Now, Taraji B. Henderson, yeah, she did a part. Like, he but, trying to get a, yeah. shit off the mud, and she, all she doing is working out in jobs. When the chick that he met secondly, the one he was cheating on her with in the first place, he never cheated on her with a fuck. Well, at the very beginning, yes. Yeah, yeah. But she was in a place that he was trying to get to. That's why he went behind her. I mean, that's why he went and followed her, because you were where I'm trying to get to. You were somebody from where I was at. Ooh. That's why I said the old friends. Your first set of friends are somebody from the past in the same environment. We all talk about the remember the time shit. You need the second remember group of friends time. that where you're trying to when get this cool as fuck as you. <laughs> he was over here trying to do <laughs> what he was doing. <laughs> he met that woman. Yeah. And he was even try still trying to be faithful to his wife. Yeah. The wife, whatever did this, that, and the other, blah, blah. And then he was homeless. But that girl came and got him. And still had his back. And she got him where he was at. And he did everything that he was trying to do. And not even just to be bullshit about it. Like I respected about in that movie that he bought her house back. And he broke her off a piece of change. Like this is all the money you just spent on me. Thank First you. Of all, I bought you house like, back. Thank you. That means you're you the money not finna give you. Yeah. I'm yeah. buying your mama house back. Yeah, it's right. And I'm breaking you off this. That nigga. That was good shit. And I probably would have done the same shit. She just wasn't accepting of it. enough to stick around and let it yeah. happen. But then that, that asks the same question, like, how long? What if they would have ran out of, like, clearly they ran they out of money prior to, so it's like. But it should be. It, it should, wasn't that she gave yeah. up on him. Now, I'm going to say men, men and women are different. I don't know if I said it on the last podcast. Like, a man, once we make our mind up to be with a woman, yeah, I did, because you asked me about yeah. the, my fear of marriage. Yes. Women change their mind based off of their emotions. 
She's not happy. Therefore, she don't want to be with him no more. He still wants to be with him. He still got the same game plan he has since day one. He ain't switched up. She switched up. Mm. Not him. So when you say how long, long is enough, until it's over, yeah. that's when it's enough. It's never about the time. It's always about the effort. Person. Now, don't get me. I get certain things like, motherfucker, if I'm married to somebody, a female, and she get off in drugs. I'm going to do everything I can to help her. Now, will I divorce her? Maybe not. It might be a point where we have to live separately because you're still in everything out the fucking house. Like, I'm going to vest putting you in some rehab, this, that, and other. I'm going to go through this with you. But it may get to a point like, you know what? I need to separate myself from you. Not divorce, separate myself from you. Because right now, you breaking me down too much. Yep. But it's not saying I'm giving up on you. I just got to separate myself from you. That doesn't mean divorce. But people are... I don't know how to say it. But and at the same time, I'm talking a lot of shit as far as shit I don't know. Never yeah. been married, never been through hard times through marriage. And 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 this shit still rings in my head yeah. from the one podcast where DJ was there and Lupe was there after the situation with me and my old lady. Yeah. And they both were on my head about when we went through the same shit, you was telling us to leave. Yeah. Telling us to leave. And I told you I was speaking from a single man's perspective. Yeah. I was single. I got rid of people because this, that, and other. But now I'm in love and I'm planning to get married, spend, spend the rest of my life with somebody. Now, the situation happened and we're going to counsel, we're working through it. Yeah. And then, and then, so gonna, the advice and I gave you was advice from a single yeah. man. And then, Gunner, uh, we had a private talk and I asked you, I don't know if you remember now, but I keep that close to me. I've asked you when you told me your situation and I asked you if, if she's willing to take accountability and responsibility for our actions, would you be willing to still be with her? And you told me yes. That's what made me trust you, and I've stuck with you ever since because I know you, and I know people fuck up. We are not perfect. We are imperfect people. We try every day to be the best version of ourselves. And if you truly, and I repeat, truly, it's more about, it's, it's not about loving somebody, but being, being in love with somebody. Because once you're in love with somebody, you're going against the grain. You're going against the grain of friends and everybody else. Not not, not more of just like, fuck what you're saying, but more of like, I believe in her. I trust her. I want her to, I, I believe in her to the point where if she's willing to put in the work, I will put in my effort to, you know, bring her up. Because when you, as, as us men, when you hook up with a woman, it's not about what she wants. We bring her up to what to what we need. I like that. Cause yeah, cause I'm trying to bring her up to what what, to what you need, not what you she's, want. She's yeah. a good woman. Yeah. But at the same time, trying to move forward in life. Yeah. I need some. I need something from it. Yeah. You. Yeah. And most and most. Of, yeah. And most women are not ready to have wisdom and guidance, and from us. One of the most important things when it comes they to like, us. They shit in their face. They, exactly. Not, they can't take constructive, constructive yeah. criticism. Yeah. You can't tell them, hey, you're moving this way, but you move this way to be better. Oh, so what you're saying, I'm, I'm wrong, I'm fucked up. That's not no. what I said. Women, they can't take constructive criticism. Man. Whenever you say something against their character, they hear the negative. Yeah. They're not focused on the message. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break. Because we're, I'm trying to make sure we on time and everything else. But we're going to take a quick break. 
But after these matches, messages. I'm sorry. There we go. There we go. Bye, niggas. Boom, 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 boom.